Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. You know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, welcome to episode 171 of the Bobbycast, and glad you're here. By the way, check out, I got a couple new podcasts up. Uh, Caroline Hobby has a podcast called Get Real with Caroline Hobby, and to be honest with you, I've known Caroline for a long time, but I did not know of her podcast until Eddie said, hey, she did a really good one with Caroline Bryan, Luke Bryan's wife. It's a good one. Like, I didn't think I'd, I'd really be interested in people's wives or <laughs> spouses in general, and it was really interesting. She's done uh, a lot of talks with a lot of the wives of country music stars. So uh, search for Get Real. If you listen to this, obviously you know how to podcast. I, I always find that's a bit difficult for people, and for me too, especially, because yes. people are like, do I have to buy it? Is it? And so I try and to... How ex- to find them, too. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. So um, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. Check that out. There's just so much up there. Um, Eddie's in here. We're going to talk about comedy music for a second. We obviously have... And by the way, on the back side of this, Mike D interviews Lil Dicky. Yeah. Yeah. Which he was like... <laughs> Which I like. Lil Dicky's funny to me. I remember Lil Dicky from back in the day when he was like, there was a music video he did where he goes up to the house and is yeah, like, Yeah, say that money. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he goes up and pushes the uh, the button and the rich person answers. And he's like, Hey, can I like use your house for a music video? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into this hilarious music video. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's... I just pulled up a picture of Lil Dicky. I know exactly who this guy is. So Mike D will have. <laughs> Uh, I talk with Lil Dicky coming up in just a few minutes here as he talks with him. The, the Freaky Friday was his last song with Chris Brown. Yeah. But the, that was huge. It was the biggest song. I woke up in Chris Brown's body. I remember the controversy, and I don't know what you talk about in the interview. I haven't heard it yet. Do you talk about the N-word part? No. With him? Um, there was a girl uh, in college, and they, because part of the song is like, Lil Dicky's a white guy, Chris Brown's a black guy, but Lil Dicky's like, now that I'm black, I can say the N-word. And then, but it's Chris Brown saying it, and you know, <laughs> But so this girl at a university, a white girl, was saying the saying it, singing along, oh. and it was this big controversy. Can she say it? It was a whole thing. Oh. So, but I imagine you guys did not go there. We did not get there. Right. I know. <laughs> um, so, let's see in a minute. Uh, the history of of comedy music and some of the stuff I wonder if people know. Like for example, 
me when I was a kid, I was a big Adam Sandler music fan. Me too. I mean, uh, the, I mean, the Hanukkah he, song. To and, me, he was the king of this stuff. I, that just goes with our age, I guess. Yeah. Here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. He used to do whole albums. Yeah. And I used to, like, Lunch Ladyland. Yes. All of that. And so, yeah, me too. I would buy them. Tapes. Ta well, tapes and then CDs. Yeah, and then CDs. The song was written by Adam Sandler with two writers. It was performed by Sandler on Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update. He'd pull up to the desk. That's where he'd do, like, Opera Man. Yes, too. Opera Man he would, would start do it at the, at the desk. desk. Weekend Update. He performed this song as part of a stand-up act, and then this is it. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. Which became a movie later. <laughs> so uh, that reached number 25 on the rock chart. Two other writers, huh? Interesting. Well, I always it, it was just, as a comedy bit. Yeah. I mean, and... Explain that because you, you do that. I mean, you did a comedy tour and you had to write stuff. Like, did you have writers for any of that? But this was like an SNL bit, which is different. What This was? Yeah, the the Hanukkah song was originally written as a uh, weekend update bit. Oh, I thought so he all those, just all went those on pitch writers are they're uh, we should do the Han Hanukkah song. Got it. And then he ended up doing it in a stand up act. But like the songs that I perform in stand up, I've written with either you or Brandon or right. Nikita. So all the songs, for example, um, like we had had a comedy record, Eddie and I, The Raging Idiots, went number one on the comedy chart. Mm -hmm. And but we all all those songs were written by us and different, you know. Never, none by myself. None. Yeah, by I, I guess when listening to Adam Sandler and doing all these by himself acoustically, I just pictured him doing them and writing them himself. But I wonder if people, for example, like if I get up and I, sometimes I'll play this by myself at a stand-up show. Not on piano, I'll play on guitar. They probably think I wrote that by myself. Right. And I wrote that with Mike D yeah. and Brandon Ray. I was doing stand-up. But this is, I was doing stand-up, and we were in a hotel room, right? Yeah, in Wichita. And we were like, we're bored. It was the daytime. Nothing was open. And we sat in the room, and we were like, let's write a song about Chick-fil-A. So we did. And that's how it came together. It was... So that's what the Hanukkah song was. Just a, a song. Right. It was written by multiple people. Um, you ever read Steve Martin's book? No. Born Standing Up? No. I think it's... Oh, maybe my favorite book, that or How to Win Friends and Influence Others. Right. But when he would do music, like King Tut, this was a massive song before we were even... I don't know this. King Tut? Now if I'd known the line of strip to see I'd take all my money and bought me a museum. 1978, <laughs> before we were born. I can hear that. It was performed by... Uh, the Toot Uncommons, which was actually members of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Really? It was released as a single in 1978, sold over a million copies, reached number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100. He used to, he was like the first comedian to do stadiums, and he would do it with just a, like a terrible PA system, because there was Crazy. no way to, he used to do this trick, I'm just such a fan of Steve Martin, I took his master class on that thing where you subscribe and like learn, what's that called? It's called master class, right? Yeah. I took his master class. You pay for that? And yeah. You take it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> He used to do this bit where he'd be in a stadium. There'd be no cameras to put up on the Jumbotron. And he'd do it like a hidden penny trick. And he'd be like, check it out. Now you see it. Now, but nobody could see it because he's so They're far so away far anywhere. Away. Yes. I love it. So, How, uh, And the book was really good? It's my favorite. Really? It's a little slow at the beginning, but all biographies are slow at the beginning because you're just learning about 
Well, I was born here. That's what my dad did. Yeah. But to me, yeah. But this was really the big one that started it. He did this on SNL. And it was like on the major chart. Like I wonder what's number 17 on the Billboard chart right now. Let's see. But this was the top 20 Billboard all all genre song. Then <laughs> it's a comedy Steve song. Steve Martin did, yeah. Ray Stevens was a big part of my childhood, which yes. you didn't know much Ray Stevens. I didn't know much until you kind of introduced me to Ray Stevens, which what is, is bizarre. The Streak was the second number one in the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. It spent three weeks in 1974. It reached number three in the Hot Country singles chart in 2019. He's going to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Huge Ray Stevens fan. I saw him driving down the street the other day. You did? Yeah, and uh, I think it's like just a Chevy Tahoe or something, or something like that, you know, just dry, right down Music Row. Weird Al was a big part of our lives. Oh, come on. Don't you tell me you're full, just eat it, eat it, get yourself an egg and beat it, have some more chicken. He did parodies. Yes. And Different he, than original comedy songs. Yeah, because he would ask permission. That. Yes. These are already songs that were made, he would just redo the words. And, and he'd have to go to these writers and say, hey, I, I wrote a song that makes fun of your song. Sort in your- of. Sort of. You don't have to. You have to give them all the money. Yes. Oh, you do? All of it? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Because there was a point where I was like, hey, we should put our parodies up. And so I reached out to some songwriters and I was like, hey, what if you just give me 10% and we'll split it and you guys can have all the rest because you wrote, but they wrote the melody. You're just using all their work to piggyback. Correct. And you're just changing the words around. Yeah. So. Wow. But I remember once he asked um, Coolio. I think Coolio said no and did it anyway. <laughs> and it was dramatic. Uh, Weird Al, you Love. know the Coolio story? I don't know that. Uh, I, he even did something sm- on Gangster's Paradise. He did Paradise. Smells Like Nirvana and got their, Smells Like Teen Spirit and got their permission. Nirvana. Wow. And they were even like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's a big one. Um, here's Chris Rock. Remember No Sex in the Champagne Room? I do remember that. And there's no sex in the champagne room. This was jam for a minute. Don't go to parties with metal detectors. Sure, it feels safe inside, but what about all those waiting outside with guns? They know you ain't got one. (laughs) Chris Rock, funny. Uh, I'm on a boat, Lonely Island. Huge song. Huge. They, they would play this out. We were going to Austin on Lake Travis. And Beverly would be tied up. And, yeah. and T-Pain was in this. That's big for Andy Samberg. It's another it's SNL original. Uh, Pick a Destiny from Tenacious D. I was never a big Tenacious D Me guy. Either. Mike D, were you? I loved Tenacious D, yeah. That yeah. movie's awesome. Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Because it's a pain. A destiny child, you know it will be because it's flipping insane. It's just a I went and watched this movie and thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Maybe because I wasn't in the right headspace for it. But, um, uh, by the way, we're, we're putting, and by the time you hear this, it may be out, but our new Raging Idiots live song, Jesus Knows, is going to be out. Jesus Knows. When you're on a red We were sitting around, we wrote this song, it's me, Eddie, and Brandon Ray, we were at the house, and we were like, well, let's write a song. And I think, Eddie, your song, I think you said, hey, why don't we do a song about, 
I'm gonna get you pregnant. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, you remember yeah. this conversation? I want to have your baby. Yeah, what, what something was like that. It's something where like you know you you you're t- it's like sexual. You want to tell the girl like I want to have your baby. I like you so much right now. But the joke is like you can say I want to like change diapers. I want to do stuff that you know no one ever says they really want to do when they have a baby. But that's how much you want a baby with her. And we never wrote that song. No, never got done. Because I was like, what if we do a song like whatever we do, Jesus is watching. <laughs> I think you said it like 30 seconds after I said that. You're like, I have an idea. <laughs> and they were like, oh, a song about Jesus. Interesting. Yeah, and not, there's no joke in it except everything that you're doing that you think is trivial that nobody's watching. Jesus is watching. Well, the thing is, you know, like you, you, when you first said it, it's like tricky. Like, ooh, you know, like people, I don't know if they get offended by stuff like that because we're not saying anything bad about Jesus. We're actually saying the truth yeah. about Jesus. Like he's always watching. Right. Yeah. But the joke is, is that, uh, you want to be relatable when you write these songs and this is all relatable. And everybody steals Netflix. Not everybody. I don't, but not like, bones, bones. Have you ever stolen Netflix? No, I don't think never. So. No, a Hulu. I have See, but, the line, but the lines Netflix. It's like, uh, you, uh, use your friend's Netflix account. You think that they won't, that Netflix won't ever find out. You think you're getting away with watching Narcos. You're not. You're not, because Jesus knows. <laughs> right. right? And, and even like the water, you know, having a, getting a water cup at a restaurant and then filling it up with soda. Come on, dude. I've done that so many times. Yeah, it's in the actual course of the song. Jesus knows. When you're on a red light at 2 a.m. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Jesus knows. When you fill your water cup with soda, nothing gets past him. Watching and you're all alone. You're wrong. Cause Jesus knows. We recorded that live in Boston, which was on St. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, and they were all drunk. And I do like seeing people when you sing the song. They kind of look at each other and they're just like, "Yeah, I totally do that." <laughs> That's me. That's me. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look, or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they'll last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats. New in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. Tacovas.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. 
Sue Brewer, and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means the families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. Here is uh, from a number one comedy album. This is from uh, 1963. Do you know this one? Hello, mother. Hello, father. Yeah. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went Who is this? Alan Sherman. Joe Spivey. He developed poison ivy. <laughs> you remember Leonard Skinner. Tomaine poisoning last night after dinner. It's funny, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Um, we got that. We got a whole bunch of songs. That's what, I mean, listen, Eddie and I are just bad interpretations of the, these really great people. That no, these are have great, yes. great comedy songs. I do think that our it's, it's our best work, our live album that's coming out. Yeah, that we've ever done? Yes. Because it's an experience. There are people that are laughing. You hear mm-hmm. when jokes hit, when they don't. Yeah. There are songs you haven't heard yet. I think. People still like Namaste. Don't know nothing about yoga at all. Probably gotta hit the road, but Namaste. But our live record coming out, I think, is our bet. It's I think it's our first like standalone. You, somebody, you can just listen to it and think it's funny without knowing who we are. I agree. Most of time you gotta like know us, but like, oh, they're, that's funny. I know that man. That song's novel and yeah. funny. I think this live record, some people will listen to it without knowing us and go, oh, that's pretty good. Well, some of these songs that we've played already, like they got radio play. Like you said, the Steve Martin one. I mean, I remember Adam Sandler being on the radio. Yeah, uh, the Hanukkah song, and not only that, but um, uh, let me pull up the Adam Sandler list. Lunch Lady Land was the... no. There's another one though, the Thanksgiving song. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, they want to hear the Thanksgiving song. <sighs> I think still every Thanksgiving they play it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have them up here. Here we go. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. <laughs> Love to eat turkey all night long. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> Love to eat turkey. <laughs> but, is this the one where he says, "All I hear is clapping"? <laughs> yes, I. Yeah, he's like, he stops them from clapping in the middle of it. Turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. 
That clapping's messing my head up. Huh? <laughs> I appreciate it. But I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. Did you watch his special? No. On Netflix? No. Dude, it's the best one I've ever seen. Really? His new one. The, like current? It's the best one. It's the best comedy. Mike D, I've had some time away from it at this point. <laughs> right. And I, I rewatched it. I went and because I watched, we were doing Dancing with the Stars and I had like three hours in the evening once. And I was like, I got to watch this Adam Sandler special. And I walked out and told Mike D, Mike D, I think I watched it first, right? Yeah. And I was like, it's, I said, I'm fresh off of it, but it's the best special I've ever seen. Really? Cause it's I, not, of all time? It's not traditional. Okay. I, I will say this. It's the most entertaining comedy special I've ever seen. Dude, I cried at one point in it. What? Watch the Adam Sandler Netflix special. I just wrote it down. I'm going to have to watch it. What? You cried? And I don't know if part of it's because we grew up with that. I don't know if 19-year-olds think it's funny. Well, I bet that's a huge part. But, dude, you watch it and then tell me okay. another one. I would watch that before you watch Eminem 8 Mile. Okay. Mike, did yeah. you think it was great? <laughs> I, I thought saw it was great. List. And I rewatched it like last month again. And I was like, this is still really good. Really? <laughs> um, so Eddie and I are going out and doing shows. I don't even know where we're going yet. I don't. Even, the tour's not fully booked yet. We're playing Biloxi, I know, but um, we're gonna go out and play a, a two-man uh, theater show. But I'm bringing a keys player with us, and it's something I'd always wanted to do because it's easy. It's one person who can do background vocals and play keys. But and I didn't do it on my last comedy tour. But then I saw Adam Sandler did it on his show, and I was like, oh, it's so cool. I have to do it now. Oh, Adam Sandler uses keys. Yeah, he's a keys player. And yeah. I didn't have the guts to do it, and I didn't want to pay for it. But then it was so cool because you got to yeah. pay for their travel and their pay them every show. But, it's, but there's, I've seen your your eyes light up when a key player comes into the studio. Like you, love you, it. you look at him and be like, dude, can you play Tiny Dancer? I, I just, <laughs> I couldn't, I, yeah, because, and I, I never pulled the trigger, but when Eddie and I go into our shows, it's just oh us gosh. two and a keys player. Yeah. And so we're going to be like, hey, can you play? Yeah. And we're just going to sing along with my Ben Folds. <laughs> um, uh, and here, I, we can't do comedy songs without this one here, which was when I was a kid. This freaking song from Bill Ingvall. Here's your sign. Here's your oh, sign. Yeah. All over country radio. Here's your sign. The Travis Tritt. Here's your sign. It's not, um, what's his name? Who? Um, the Bill Ingvall? No, 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 no. Bill Ingvall's a comedian. Oh, it is? Yeah, this building right here, ready? Time I was home, I was driving around, I had a flat tire. I pulled my truck on one of those side of the road gas stations. The attendant walks out, looks at my truck, looks at me, I swear to God, he went, tire, go play it? <laughs> I couldn't resist. I said, nope. No, I was driving around, those other three just swelled right up on oh, me. <laughs> that was a big one, man. That's Travis Tritt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got Travis Tritt to do the hook, I love it. Anyway, there you go. That's just a little little funny comedy deal. And you you don't have uh, Cheech and Chong. I don't. I didn't put that up. Oh, dude, that is. And it's funny because Mike D was is, looking at I, some of these too, and he never pulled up Cheech and Chong. Really? Yeah. Damn, See, I forgot that, about that. That was a huge inspiration for me, like growing up. 
And and mainly because my parents were like, don't watch that. But then I would go to Cousin's house. And of course, they'd be like, dude, you have to watch this. Mama, cita. You know Santa Claus is the lady? Yes. Mama, mama, cita. Donde esta Santa Claus? The vato with a bony knees. He's coming down the street with no shoes on his feet. And he's going to... No, no, that didn't. Mama, mama, cita. Donde esta Santa Claus? The guy with the hair on his jaws. Hey, man, come over here, man. I need some help, man. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did that. Like, uh, what are you doing, did, man? So was Cheech and Chong big with, like, all your Mexican friends? Yes. It was huge. Yeah. My family. Like, it was just huge with our family. We would bond through Cheech and Chong. We would quote Cheech and Chong. We would say... Like, I'm telling you, we would be at our, my cousin's house and they'd be like, oh, we're watching Cheech and Chong. I'm like, dude, we watched that last week. <laughs> uh, what is it? Like, uh, smoke. Up and Smoke. Up and smoke. I never um, wanted Cheech and Chong fan. Smoke them all, I think, was one. Um, the weed stuff kind of made me not want to, I was so anti-drug. I was just surrounded by it all the time. Yes. Dude, was, we talked about it like it was normal. None of us ever did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still really have done it like a handful of times, but I, that wasn't a part of my life. But talking about it and joking about yeah, man, like, here's this and that. Like, we just, it was no big deal. Any, Mike, anything we missed? Any any comedy songs? I'm sure people are gonna hit me up and go, "How'd you not think of right so and so?" That one got me. I should have remembered that. Cheech and Chong. For yeah. sure. As a fellow Hispanic, Mike. I know. I was more <laughs> post Cheech Marin after that. Well, Mike D's interview with uh, Little Dicky coming up. Does he have a new song? Yeah. Is it called Earth? Earth? like the history of earth it's like a yeah environmental awareness song and he has a bunch of artists on it that's, oh really it's justin bieber it's not funny oh that's justin bieber yeah i mean yeah justin bieber's being a baboon <laughs> yeah I'm like a man just less advanced and my is huge hey i'm a zebra ariana grande yeah nice no one knows what i do but i look pretty cool in my white or black i'm a lion cub okay that's um uh um, uh, uh, Dua Lipa? No. Nope. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And boy's getting licked. Oh, that's Halsey. Halsey. Yeah. yeah. That's it. How's it going? A you drink milk from a... I don't know who that is. Zach Brown. That's what? Zach Brown. Yeah. <laughs> the one country guy I didn't get. <laughs> we didn't. Like, I'm nailing all the pop people. <laughs> I would, I, but I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have got that ever. It didn't sound like him. I'm a fat pig. I'm a common fungus. I'm a disgruntled skunk. Shoot you out my butt. Snoop. I heard Snoop in there. And I'm Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye just Kanye. Was that Kanye? It's Kevin Hart. Or Kevin Hart. Kanye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, he, and he's being Kanye. Yeah. That's funny. Well, that interview's coming up. Uh, Mike D and Lil Dicky. Uh, let me uh, talk about this first. Today's technology makes it a lot easier for a lot of things because you're connected. Your cell phone is connected to your tablet. Your tablet's connected to your smart TV, and they're all connected to your Wi-Fi, but it may take only one week link and all those connections for a criminal to get in. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection adds the power of Norton Security. While LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect possible threats to your identity, like your info for sale on the dark web, Norton Security helps protect up to five of your devices from online threats like ransomware. And if there's a problem, their dedicated agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses but LifeLock with Norton gives you more protection for today's connected world. Join now, get 10% off your first year 
Head to lifelock.com, enter the promo code BONES. That's promo code BONES for 10% off your first year. Lifelock.com, promo code BONES. So how'd you get ready today? Did you shower, brush your teeth, wash your face, style your hair? I'm asking because as a proud member of Dollar Shave Club, I'm here to tell you that no matter what you do to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. You want a clean mouth and fresh breath, right? The intense peppermint flavor of Dollar Shave Club's toothpaste will wake you up and last a surprisingly long time. Their hydrating body cleanser smells awesome. Skin feels great after you shower. But I hope showering and brushing your teeth are just part of how you get ready. But no matter how you do, Dollar Shave Club has everything that you need. And I haven't even mentioned their razors and shave butter that everybody knows them for, including myself. Right now, you can get a Dollar Shave Club starter set for just $5 each. They got a shower set, a toothpaste, a toothbrush set, all their famous shave butter, the razor. Any of those sets is 5 bucks, And it's the best way to try out their amazing products. It's a great gift. After your starter set products ship at a regular price, right? Get yours today. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. DollarShaveClub.com slash bones. All right, we got little Dicky on now. What's up, man? Uh, not much. You? I'm a big fan, dude. Thank you. I think ever since the Save That Money video came out, I've been really following you, dude. Well, it is great to have you on board. I've been listening to your new song called Earth, and you have all these artists on here doing animal voices like Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, Katy Perry. How do you get all these artists on this song? We love the earth. So, you know, it started with I, I got my friends, like a, a select few of my friends. Uh, like I reached out to the people that I was friendly with the most, like uh, between me and the guy who produced the, the song, Benny Blanco, we have a lot of relationships, you know, and we started with who we were closest with and said, hey, we're making a song where different artists play different animals. Um, can you, would you want to do it? It's like a very short part. And then we got like a group of like five to seven people on it initially. And then once you get like five to seven people on it, it's easy to go to people who you aren't even as close with and say, hey, so I've got this song with Ed Sheeran, uh, Charlie Puth. Uh, Justin Bieber where everyone's playing an animal and everything's for a good cause everything's to help save the earth would you want to do it it only takes 10 minutes to record and uh, people were very receptive like who do you think has the most distinct voice out of everybody because I was listening to it and like for me I think Adam Levine of the Vultures stuck out to me really like it's when they just like grasp me like oh that's Adam Levine Right. I tried to get, you know, I, uh, like, I treated it like a movie in the way that, like, you, you know, for casting. Like, I tried to cast people that had really distinct voices. Uh, I don't, I, Lil John is pretty distinct with the clam. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like I hear that and I'm like, oh my God, that's Lil John. Uh, who else is really distinct? I mean, Ariana, like, how do you not know? You know what I mean? That's like, just uh, belting out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she carries the second, the back end of that song. I'm a zebra. No one knows what I do, but yeah, like even Lil Yachty, I feel like I I just wanted to have people that like, you know, I feel like Lil Yachty, I think of him and I think of his voice. So I, I wanted to get people that I thought you could identify with their voices. So when you approach a song like this, do you write it like a hip hop song or do you approach it like like a comedy sketch or like a movie like you were saying? This song's just its own animal, no pun intended. Like <laughs> I, uh, like it's not really like a, like I remember the initial version of it didn't have a rap verse. And it was it was just like the animals and the hook, and I was thinking, I'm how can I, I'm barely even on my own song. So then I I but I wasn't there wasn't even a rap verse. So then I, I said I gotta have a rap verse on, you know what I mean? So we added and we made a whole rap beat and added that part of it. Uh, 
But how did, I mean, with this song, it was a long writing process. Like I, I just thought of, I like went online and researched all the animals and just like thought of like, like what the coolest, funniest animals would be and wrote a ton of different jokes and melodies for different animals. And then me and Benny just picked our favorite ones and jigsawed it together. And uh, I can't even uh, compare this song to another song that I've made because it was just such a different process. Because I was thinking like, like a song like Pillow Talk and that song's like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's very long. When you're in the studio doing a song like that, does it get to a point where like you're thinking, is this still funny? Do you have to like convince yourself again that this is funny? It depends. Like, I mean, I by the end, by the time I'm done recording this, like anything I do, I'm so close to it that I I do lose like all concept of what's going on. So I have like a small circle of people that I send stuff to, you know, and they're they'll tell me if it's funny or not. And for you, is like the concept of the song as important as the music video? Because the music video is like a really big part of your songs. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely need music videos for my songs to thrive, but, you know, like, I don't think people are going to watch the music video on mute, but I think a lot of people are going to listen to the song on Spotify with no music video, you know what I mean? So, or like on the radio. So I think the song is the most important part because without that, there is no video. I saw Justin Bieber just followed you on Instagram. Is that pretty cool? What a moment, huh? Yeah, Yeah, what a moment. I feel like, uh, I've made it. Do you, like, instantly get a bunch of people following you after that? Because they, like, go and see uh, who he's following? Because I don't think he follows a whole lot of people. It's possible. I'm sure I did. I, like, I really don't. I don't really pay much attention to the, like, I don't, I turn my notifications off. And you don't post a whole lot. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of, like, in this period of, like, uh, where I've just been working on my album and doing stuff, like, behind the scenes for a while. And I think once I really come back, and, like, with Earth, for example, I'm now, I, like, Freaky Friday was the last song I put out. That was, mm-hmm. like, over a year ago. So I, I don't. I'll be posting more when I am putting more stuff out, but I feel kind of badly posting like, hey, look at what I'm doing when I'm like working and not putting music out. You know what I mean? Because your last album was like five five years ago? Four years ago. Four years yeah, it's ago. been a while. So yeah. you, you have a new thing working? Yeah, I've, I'm working on a new album. It's uh, almost done. I feel like I need like one or two songs left uh, to uh, to make, but it's, it's great. I think everyone's going to love it and... Uh, It'll be hopefully out this year. I'm just really, I just need to have one or two more songs and then my itches are fully scratched. Do you still get people like yelling at you online saying that you're like not hip hop? Uh, probably. Do you care um, about that? Not really. Cause honestly, like anytime I meet a rapper, they're like, man, you rap your ass off. So it's like, I really care what rappers think about me more than what Joe Schmo does. Cause I've seen your freestyles, man. You go off. Oh, I'm an elite rapper. So yeah, I, I, that's why I don't really get concerned. You've heard the Old Town Road song, right? Yeah. What do you think? Country song or hip-hop song? Uh, It's like a high. It's a both. It, both. It's a great song. Whatever it is, it's a great song. You know Lil Nas X? No. Did you ever do anything with him? I have no idea. I've never met him. I've heard one song. I, like, let's, see, let's see if you can do more. Yeah. I mean, I think you put out like, maybe one other one, but I, I like the good? song. It's pretty good, it like, but that's like a, it's a straight one. hip-hop song, yeah. Okay, I have I have to send me a link. So you're also doing like a TV project with FX? Yeah. Yep. Is it, that's about your life? Loosely, yeah. It's about, yeah, loosely. It's like uh, not totally fact-based, but it's, you know, about a guy who, you know, it's me. It's about me and about it before I was really any sort of accomplished. And, I've you know, I've always kind of had a high belief of myself, and it was it sounds okay now when I say I believe in myself and I'm putting out, like, a, a song like Earth. But five years ago when I believed in myself to this extent, I think my girlfriend at the time and my parents thought I was insane. So it's kind of starting there, and you'll see the rise of a rapper in modern day America. So you play yourself? I play myself. 
is it like anything like because I think of effects and I think of Atlanta, which is a show I love. Is it yeah, any kind it of too. like style like that? Uh, different show, different show. Uh, you know, you could say they're both kind of based around the hip hop world to an extent, but I think Atlanta, I don't know. Uh, I think they're pretty different shows, different tones, but I lo- Atlanta's probably like one of my favorite shows on TV. Oh, that's good. I love Donald Glover, man. I do too. So how'd you team up with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Well, so I knew that for Earth, like, I don't think like I should be like making money off this. Like we have an environmental crisis going on. I need to like raise funds here. And I, but I, at the same time, I, I know nothing about the environmental space and the nonprofit space. So I wanted to work with someone who was a, something like, you know, who knew what was going on and how to approach this. And one of the biggest things that woke me up to the climate crisis in general was watching his documentary before the flood. So that in tandem with, you know, being such a fan of his as an actor, like he's like the LeBron James of acting, you know what I mean? Of yeah. My generation. And, uh, you know, like he literally wins best actor, waits his whole life to win the Oscar for best actor, goes on stage and makes a speech about climate change. And I always respected that. So what's your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Wow. No one's ever asked me this. I mean, Titanic is the first. In the, ah, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. It's a good one. But he, he won yeah. the, the award for The Revenant. Did you see that? Yeah. not Yeah, I've seen it. Not my favorite. I not, liked it. I thought it was crazy. Gets attacked by a bear. It's, cool. <laughs> it's awesome, but it's, it's nowhere close to catch me if you can. Uh, I go Titanic 100% over The Revenant. Okay. Dude, anytime Titanic's on TV, I'm stopping everything I'm doing and watching till the end. All four hours of it? Whenever I, whenever <laughs> it is. I mean, that was one of Rose, the movies that, that was like in the two VHS tapes. It's so good still. Old Rose. Yeah. I mean, Poor I could... old Rose. <laughs> well, the song is called Earth. So all the profits are going to help the environment and go to welovetheearth.org. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to welovetheearth.org to learn. I mean, people should, like, honestly, I don't know if people are aware about what's going on. I, I didn't even know anything about this until I made this song. Uh, I had, like, a vague idea that, like, oh, we're doing something wrong with the environment here on Earth. I didn't know that if we don't change everything about our behavior in the next 12 years, the damage is irreversible and, like, Earth will become uninhabitable within our lifetimes. It's kind of shocking. Like, every scientist says, yeah, that's totally true. Yet people, I feel like, are just, like, coasting being like, I don't know, but it's true. Look into it. Yeah, everybody go check it out and read up on it. We'll appreciate the time, man. Thank you. All right, good talking to you. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. 
Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.